You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and I'm so glad that you've taken time out of your busy day to join us here and listen to the great show that we have in store for you. Today's show is being recorded, so no opportunity for calling in. Please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on those locations. And do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. You can subscribe to our podcast and never miss one of our great episodes and the guests on our shows uh, by subscribing to the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, most of the platforms where you like to enjoy your podcasts. You can also find our podcast on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybsa.com. Today, we are talking about functional lab testing, and we get into some good detail with it with our guest, Reed Davis. Reed is a board-certified holistic health practitioner and certified nutritional therapist, and he is an expert in functional lab testing and holistic lifestyle medicine. Reed is the founder of Functional Diagnostic Nutrition and the FDN certification course with over 3,000 graduates in 50 countries. Reed served as the health director at a wellness center in Southern California for over 10 years and with over 10,000 clients is known as one of the most experienced clinicians in the world. Reed serves on the advisory board of the American Natural Wellness Coaches Board and the American Association of Natural Wellness Coaches. He lives in the U.S., and when he is not teaching the FDN certification course and helping his graduates build their private practices, he is usually found gardening or riding motorcycles. It's really interesting to get a grip and a hold on what these tests can do to help motivate us, to help clarify um, health symptomologies that we just can't get to the bottom of. Uh, and so you'll really get a better understanding of, of these tests, what they can do by listening to today's show. We talk about how functional labs can provide answers to health questions. We talk about how testing can keep us accountable and motivated for our own health and what key areas of health we should consider testing. So much more added on to these learning points. Please do stay with us. We will be back in just a few minutes to talk to Reed Davis. I don't want to hear anymore. Teach me to listen. I don't want to see anymore Give me a vision That you could move this heart To be set apart I don't need to recognize The man in the middle 
I don't want to trade your plan for something familiar. I can't waste a day. I can't stay the same. I want to be different. I want to be changed till all of me is gone and all that remains is a fire so bright. The whole world can see that there's something different. So come and be I don't want to spend my life stuck in a pattern And I don't want to gain this world but lose what matters So I'm giving up everything because I want to be different I want to be changed till all of me is gone And all that remains is a fire so You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. We are back, everybody, and welcoming to our show, Reed Davis. Reed, thank you so much for joining us. So glad to be here, Kathy. Thank you. Um, when we talked, everybody, I usually talk to our guests before the show. You know, we talk a week ahead of time. And uh, at that time, I had told Reed I was a big fan. And at the onset of my um, nutrition career, his program was something that I found extremely interesting. Um, now, how did you get into functional medicine, functional diagnostics? It's a very interesting field. Yeah, thanks so much for asking. You know, I was perfectly healthy and um, doing some really interesting work in environmental law. And as a uh, conservationist and environmental paralegal, I thought I was saving the planet, air, birds, water, trees, bees. And then I noticed some bad things going on there, by the way. So in the late 90s, I started. <laughs> Did you want to visit that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, dead bodies of water, dead birds and, and you know, things, uh, all this stuff going on in the planet environmentally, not to mention garbage everywhere and 
clogging up rivers and oceans and such. So, um, you know, there's actually a lot of money to be made in that field. And uh, at the same time, just noticing how bad things were, Kathy, I started wondering about people. Well, what about us? If it does this to to birds and the water, you know, and, uh, and including me, like I didn't want anything sneaking up on me, you know, to hear about older people just dropping dead and stuff. So I started to, to turn my attention towards people and I changed jobs. I went to work in a wellness center in Southern California and oh my God, was that an experience? You know, the, um, I worked there for 10 years and became really well known for as the lab guy, you know, just running more labs than anybody, than any five doctors for sure. And because I loved it and I just loved the discovery. And one of the first things I noticed about the patients coming in that clinic who were suffering usually for many years, had not found a solution. They were looking for something alternative. We were in that classification of a, of a wellness center. And so what I noticed right away is they had all been to five or eight or 10 or more practitioners and st still weren't well yet. And, you know, they were very frustrated still searching. And one day I was out riding my motorcycle in the hills of Southern California and I'm, I'm thinking, man, I sure love my freedom and uh, my health and these things. And those poor people back at the office, oh, my God, you know, seeing six, eight, 12 practitioners still not being better. And you know what I thought? I thought, what a ripoff. They're getting ripped off. And why would they be giving control of their own health to someone else, just going from one uh, failed attempt at the next? And so – naive as it sounds, I decided I was going to be the last person they needed to see in order to improve their health. Now, I wasn't a physician. You know, I couldn't get out a prescription pad and, um, and didn't want to, and they didn't want that. They wanted to really know what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? Do you know what's wrong with me? Well, no, but I can try, help, try to find out and help you to find out. And I became more or less a master of the it was called alternative lab work back then it soon became complementary lab work and then uh, integrative lab work now they call it functional lab work and so it's just looking for things that are a little farther upstream and um, i was free to run as many labs as i wanted uh, people were willing to pay to get to the underlying causes conditions so i ran thousands and thousands of labs on thousands of people and i had fantastic uh, you know, mentorship from really good doctors at the time, but there's nothing like experience. Mm -hmm. So I noticed uh, over the years, a lot of patterns. And of course I was helping people and trying out different protocols and giving them things to do. And if you want me to continue the story, I will. Uh, no, but absolutely. Because I think, um, you know, in my practice uh, in, in working with people, People, and joy is absolutely the wrong word, but people like to have tangibles, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think your story yeah. is important to that, that point. Well, I think so. And certainly the objective criteria that I was getting, the data from the lab work. Now, by the way, it's a really important distinction. Not being a physician, I couldn't give a medical diagnosis mm -hmm. and they didn't want one. You know, I totally grant and sort of the people in my my tribe, so to speak, uh, compl a complete monopoly to the diagnosis and treatment model. 
including drugs and surgery and those things, to licensed practitioners. Be, and those activities should be licensed because they can be quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so we have to engage in very safe, you know, remedy, whatever it might be, giving people things to do. And at the same time, not diagnose a specific disease. So when we're looking at lab work, we're mining different types of data. It would be very presumptuous to say uh, that looking at a lab test, as physicians do, that the only data that's important is what they say and is just enough to get a diagnosis. Well, there's lots more data on the paper, uh, especially since we're running labs that most of the physicians aren't even running today. So there's lots of information there and that can be used as healing opportunities and to direct people as to what they can do themselves. Again, it all started with my desire to put the control back in the hands of the people. Like I had my own in mind. And again, by the way, I, I had no health problems that when I started this, um, some sports injuries, a couple of motorcycle boo-boos and, uh, and, uh, and some dental work maybe, but, but you, you know, so I didn't know what it was like. So there's all these frustrated people. I started running lab after lab after lab, thousands of them, 10 years is what, how long I spent in the office doing that and uh, became pretty well known as the lab guy, the, the, the nutritionist that does lab work. You know, I got my certification in nutrition and personal training and all these things. And so it was all natural, drug-free, not only looking into the underlying causes, and I was able to classify those and come up with a pattern that I'd be happy to tell you about, uh, but also all natural things you can do at home and to, to restore your own health. You know, a lot of people go to a physician. First of all, they get told there's nothing wrong with you. Uh, your lab work looks normal. <laughs> and people know they're not normal. They know something's wrong, and we do too. So we run other labs that just look for healing opportunities. And then you can't get out a prescription pad to change the numbers on the paper you don't just want the numbers to change, which often becomes the focus of physicians, just getting the numbers right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we care about the person and their complaints and their lifestyle and their, their entire lives, everything, mental, emotional, spiritual angst, uh, physical trauma, biochemical, chemical stressors and things like that. It's all contributes to how they're showing up in the office with these chronic complaints. So there's a lot to sort out there. Mm-hmm. And I did it all with that mentality of just wanting the person to heal. Again, I'll pause for a minute, but I'm sure you have something to say about that. Well, we have. OK, there are a lot of the questions that have popped into my head. First of all, um, the, uh, the, the sheer number of tests out there and how to choose which one to start with, like what is the pecking mm-hmm. order? But also the key for me here um, that that hasn't been broached is. Um, as a patient, I can ask for different tests to be done. And then mm-hmm. you're given these numbers back. But the key thing is in the interpretation of these numbers and how to move forward from that. Now, is that in the hands of the patient or where? So where would I go? Um, I get yeah. my, my numbers back. Where do I go to get proper interpretation of these diagnostic tests? This is such a, a critical question. And by the way, I wanted to say they're not all diagnostic. Okay. Some are actually considered 
research use only. So doctors don't run them because they can't get a diagnosis from it. We're not so much interested in a claim, you know, naming of a diagnosis to where what are the healing opportunities? Can the labs tell us what needs to be improved? And we've proven over a couple of decades that those things can be improved. And so we, we want to get away from the idea of diagnosis and medical interpretation. Mm-hmm. So you want to go, you want to, first of all, it's important. And I have to say, you should have any labs that your doctor is willing to look at uh, evaluated by the doctor for, um, you know, things that could go south real quick. Mm-hmm. Like they're good at recognizing things that, that could become potentially really serious medical conditions, pre-cancer and, and all these sorts of things. So, but once they rule it out and again, Hundreds of our, our, my clients came in and said, their doctor said, nothing's wrong. They've looked at my blood work. Nothing's wrong with me. It's all in my head. Take a chill pill and these kind of things. And so, you know, in those cases where it's a chronic degenerative condition over a long period of time, uh, people are coming up short when they just go to a doctor. So they are looking for alternative. And that's exactly what we did in the office was just, Again, not so much diagnosis, but here's the the term is healing opportunities. Mm-hmm. What needs fixing? And it turns out that people uh, can do things. You know, if you lived yourself into it, you can live yourself out of it in many, many, many cases. You know, as long as there's no uh, vital voids, you know, certain genetics and missing parts. <laughs> well, then who? Okay, so you've, who? Let's back up even farther then. How do you determine... And who are people working with to determine tests beyond, you know, standard blood tests? Yeah. Who determines what path to go down and what particular tests to take? There has to be some well, sort of an intuition yeah. or some idea that yeah. this may be going on. Well, if, what- if you hear, if you, um, first of all, um, there's a term I use. And because, again, I'm not licensed to diagnose and treat and don't want to. So uh, I'm looking for the contributors to metabolic chaos. That's the word that I use to describe all of the dysfunction in the body. It's infinitely complex what's going on. And all these different stressors and dysfunctions, and I've categorized many of them, they're all having an, an effect upon each other. And so in a sense, there isn't one root cause. There's, it could be your hormones are out of balance, your immune system's over or uh, underactive. Could be digestion isn't working. You're really not breaking down absorbing nutrients. Could be detoxification pathways aren't working and you're holding on to toxins instead of eliminating them and on and on and on. Again, I've categorized the main, the main categories where I look and there are imbalances and dysfunction there. And at the same time, those are having an effect upon each other. So they're not singly measurable. That's a mouthful, but I've been saying it for a while. (laughs) But are there key tests that you start off with? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I always test. uh, There's an acronym I use. It's called HIDDEN, H-I-D-D-E-N. That stands for hormones, immune, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous system balance. Those six areas I found are always going to identify opportunities for people to make improvements, which when you do the things that improve those functions and areas, you get much, much, much better. 
Again, if you are missing a gallbladder, it's not going to grow back or fix it. But you could have all of these issues that people show up with. They're often termed vague complaints, tiredness, fatigue. They've got aches and pains. They've got uh, mental fogginess, all the insomnia, overweight, you know, you name it. Just all of these common considered chronic stress-related conditions where it doesn't show up in your blood work. So I run tests on the H-I-D-D-E-N areas. We use saliva, urine, stool, and blood. And so we really look at uh, some bodily fluids. Sometimes we even do uh, hair tissue, mineral analysis and things like that. And so there's ways of looking at these bodily markers, biomarkers, if you want, and looking at the relationship between them. And that would describe why a person feels so lousy when their doctor said, nothing's wrong with you, your blood work looks normal. So they really do show up as healing opportunities. Now, everyone wants to know right away, well, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So we can talk about that when the time comes. But I want to make sure I answer your questions about, you know, who do you go to? Well, functional, functional medicine practitioners are supposed to be trained in all this. Although some of them are still handcuffed by the fact that they take insurance, they can only offer certain things, they can only do certain protocols that are paid for by insurance, and so on and so on. So they're wearing handcuffs, unless they've broken off into cash model practices. And they don't really, a lot of them just don't have the skills to run a business like that. Uh, And so it's a different way of operating. So functional medicine are supposed to be able to run all these labs, but often don't. They're still too tied to the diagnosis and treatment paradigm. Now, uh, there are other practitioners some licensed, some not licensed, who've broken off and really are, again, offering these labs in an arm's length transaction, usually, again, what we call a cash practice, where you can, people can choose to go and pay someone to run these labs. Kind of like, you know, Canadians, how they, uh, you know, they come to the United States to get surgery because they don't want to wait for two years uh, up in Canada and these kind of things. And so people have options. You don't just have to go to your insurance doctor. You can go wherever you want. Now, there's a, there's a school of thought. It's called uh, functional diagnostic nutrition. And you can go to that. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to give you a, um, a URL that uh, your folks could visit. It's, um, let me just double check that I've got it right here, Kathy. So it's um, functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com slash health hub. All right. And, and that's just for you and your listeners. And so go to that functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com slash health hub and learn more about it. So um, these practitioners, FDN practitioners, they, that's all they do. They only run these kind of labs. They're not going to look, they're not out to diagnose and treat something that your doctor should have picked, picked up already. They're there when that's not working for you. And by the way, you should always go there first. So I have, uh, we give doctors, again, that complete monopoly on diagnosis and treating. But once we've done our investigation, run these labs, now we've got not just some diagnosis, you know, even if it's, you know, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, you've got irritable bowel syndrome, you've got um, all these diagnoses, chronic fatigue and, and what have you. No, we're looking not at one thing like that. We're not... We're not fractionating the body. Mm-hmm. 
And we're saying, look, there's this entire constellation of healing opportunities. And, you know, to get done what we do, you might have to go to a gastroenterologist and an endocrinologist and a neurologist and, and all of this time-consuming hassle that never really gets you where you want to go. Instead, why not you – know, we run five labs and do some questionnaires and then look at that entire constellation in a mm-hmm. pattern that when you identify those healing opportunities, you have a reliable – uh, again, constellation. And this is the really neatest thing. You can work on it all at the same time. Every cell tissue organ and system can benefit from a holistic uh, program. Absolutely. And, and you know, I know here in Canada, we're probably even a little bit farther behind uh, on what tests are even recognized by um, some of the medical professions. These are kind of outside in Canada here of a lot of what we can get done. And you have to be in the know to, at the very least, request them. Uh, let's just take a quick break here. I want to come back and dive uh, much deeper into this. Everyone will be back in just a couple of minutes. All related, brothers and strangers, the king and the beggar bleed the same. We've all got a sickness, a terminal condition. We medicate it, but the pain won't go away. See the eyes of a million faces, looking for it in a million places. Only one can save us, Jesus.
You are listening to The Health Hub, here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. We are back with Reed Davis. He is the founder of FDN. And I just love, love talking about um, the availability that we have um, that we don't know about. And, you mm. know, what I want you to maybe address is how these tests can really move people in, in motivation and, and also in accountability. Um, do you see that a lot? Oh, yeah, all the time. So two, two things. One is people do get attached to the objective criteria. So when I was working in the chiropractic wellness center 20 plus years ago, I noticed that when you showed people the x-rays of their neck, they're much like, more likely to adhere to the recommendations of the practitioner because they see, oh, wow, it looks messed up. You know, and you can actually fix that, at least to some degree, and feel much better. So I knew that objective criteria was very motivating, especially in terms of compliance and what you said, accountability. So when I was learning to run the saliva testing for hormones and the urine testing of liver function and the other tests that we do that are so critical, I, I realized that when you showed people things that was tangible as a word you used, they, you know what they said? Kathy, they said, how come no one, ever, no one else ever showed me this before? Because it would clinically correlate. In other words, you know, here's your hormones. Here's your, uh, all the other functions that we test. And typically, you would feel this way or that way, depending on what those, those labs are. And people would say, that's exactly how I feel. You've nailed it, Reed. You've, 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 um, and again, how come no one else ever showed me this? So now they're accountable in a sense. They now see why they feel so lousy when someone else told them nothing's wrong with you. And they're more likely to say, what do I do? What do I do? They want the protocol, which we'll go into. But I'll, I'll give you a couple other examples of why testing is just so critical. And I learned this before I knew what I was doing, just early on, some of the most motivating motivating to me and the client uh, were some simple tests, which still aren't being done by today's sort of modern doctor. Um, a lady came in and she was getting chiropractic and I was trained in myofascial therapy. So I would give her some trigger point therapy, put a heat pack on her for a few minutes. And the doctor would come in and actually do the chiropractic adjustments. And so I noticed, you know, we're, we're kind of buddies now and we're going back to the treatment room and I could just tell she was sad. And I said, you know, me, the cheerful guy, Hey, what's going on? Oh, I just feel horrible. It's just 40 pounds. I'm overweight and I'm all happy. Well, come on, let's do something. about it. What are we going to do? Oh, there's nothing I can do. She said, I, it's this medication I'm on for the hives. I get the hives and I'm so on this medication. I've been on it for two years and I'm 40 pounds overweight and I'm just sick of it. And she related that she had just been in the physician and she was complaining to him about it. And he said, her quote, she, she said, he told her, lady, you can be fat or you can have the hives. Take your pick. And she said, he, you know, it was so depressing. He, she told him and he says, well, I can write your prescription for antidepressants. 
And just could see the hopelessness on her face, as you can imagine. And I said, well, why didn't you ever test to see why you get the hives? And her, what? Her neck, (laughs) her head snapped around to me so hard. I thought she wasn't going to need her chiropractic adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what? <laughs> it's such it's such a novel thought, right? Like, wow. Yeah, like to me the obvious, you know, but but she's like, what? <laughs> anyway, but it's not so, obvious, Reed, because a lot of people just treat symptoms. We're not taught, we're yeah. not brought up that way to dig. Exactly. And so um oh my goodness. Within we we sent her home with the test kit and or two. And within just a very short period of time, uh, two or three weeks, she was, we had discovered she'd been eating some foods that were really irritating uh, her, you know, causing inflammation. And when she got off those foods, nine days later, she told her doctor, I'm not taking this medication anymore. I found out what's causing my hives. And I'm also doing two things I haven't done in two years taking hot showers and exercising to the point of perspiration. Cause even on the medication, she couldn't do those without getting the hives. It completely changed her life. She was ever grateful. And I have so many more stories just like that. I could relate where just almost miraculous things occurred because we were looking for the cause, even just looking for it back then was sort of unheard of. Um, and and so I just have so many stories like that that were so, you know, heartwarming and endearing and exciting. And, you know, not being a doctor started to not matter to me one bit. I knew I could be a health detective and start finding what was really wrong with people. So that was early on. And it took me quite a few years to run a few thousand more labs. And in these, uh, not just for food sensitivities, but again, put that entire constellation of healing opportunities together. And it pretty much falls within that H-I-D-D-E-N uh, framework. And the other thing I wanted to say, though, while we're on the topic, because we look at labs that are sometimes considered research use only. Doctors can't use them for diagnosis. The insurance companies and payers just don't recognize those things. So there's no DX code. And yet we're using them all the time. So what we're doing is not a medical interpretation. It's a non-medical analysis or assessment or interpretation. So this is something that we really need to establish for the people. You know, if you want a medical interpretation, go to a doctor who's licensed to give one. If you don't like it, go to another doctor, get a second opinion. We've all heard a second opinion. You need to qualify a second medical opinion. You also are completely entitled since, and it's your right, because you own the data on that lab. And no one can lawfully withhold it from you. The lab data belongs to you. You're also perfectly within your rights to go and ask someone who's trained for a non-medical evaluation. And so that's what we do in functional diagnostic nutrition. It's, it's not medical. We're not practicing medicine uh, unless you're licensed to do so. And I've had some doctors take my course and they, they love it. Um, it's a fresh approach. And so I want to make sure we covered those things. Now, you've talked about H-I-D-D-E-N for the testing. Mm-hmm. Is there an acronym for the protocols? 
Well, you've guessed properly. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> you know, I like to keep things really easy and simple. I've been an organizer since I was a little kid. And so the hidden occurred to me as it just from repetition is a pattern I recognize. The same thing with the protocols. Remember, we don't want to give someone a pill, go home and take this for three months. We want to give them a complete lifestyle holistic program that they go home and we help them do for three months. And that's where the, the coaching and the uh, engagement comes in with their clients. So, yes, you have to run the labs. Yes, you need to customize the Dress for Health Success program, D-R-E-S-S. Then you have to go home and do the program, which, again, is not just here, good luck with this. It's let's work together to accomplish some of your goals here and, and help you follow that protocol or program. So, after you do the hidden stressors and such, then you design a DRESS that's diet. It needs to be really individualized to a person based on their oxidative rate, autonomic dominance. There's, there's, there's tests you can do. And then the R is obviously going to be rest. You got to rest, not just your body through deep sleep, but your mind and emotions and things like that, which you can do even during the day. You don't even have to go to sleep to rest those. Uh, so diet, rest. The E is exercise. That goes without saying that sitting is the new smoking and you can't be healthy if you don't move your body a lot. Diet, rest, exercise. The two S's in dress are stress reduction and supplementation. Now, in supplementation, I don't own my own brand, but I know a lot about them. I've been studying them for 22 years. And even before that, I used to take vitamins when they they weren't even that popular. So uh, supplements, but, and they're used to uh, stimulate, to substitute for what's missing in food and to uh, even self-treat. Some people prefer that over drugs and, um, and uh, stimulate as needed. Now, one more thing. And that's the uh, stress reduction, D-R-E-S-S. That is a huge area. And we do testing in that area, too. There are hidden stressors. We went over H-I-D-D-E-N. There's also things like food sensitivities, bacteria, funguses, viruses, parasites. There's chemicals. As you know, that's where I started in, in the, you know, way back. Environmental, there's stuff in the air, in the water, in, and around us. It's in our furniture. It's in our clothing. It's in um, food, obviously, the uh, pesticides, herbicides, and things. Um personal care products, household cleaning products, you know, it's toxins are ubiquitous. So that's one kind of stressor. There's also the uh, physical trauma, you know, getting beat up. Um, uh, I have a well-used body, as I told you, the different sports and motorcycle boo-boos and things like they add up, they cause pain. That's very stressful. So there's stress reduction in terms of relieving all that kind of stuff. Um, the chemical and biochemical stressors I mentioned. And then, of course, there's mental and emotional stress. You've probably heard of that one. Well, I've heard of it. I've heard people <laughs> talk about it. I've had a few guests who have talked about it for sure. Never experienced yeah. it myself, of course, Reed. <laughs> no, no, not us. Not us. But, yeah, so, so, you know, mental, emotional stress, you know, getting cut off in traffic. Simple as that. You, you argue with your boss or spouse or you have a financial um, something happen or it was um, even today, you know, politics and God forbid you watch TV. Mm -hmm. You know, these things are 
stressors that you don't even know you're under sometimes. You, you start to think it's normal to live the way some of us live. And so it's, again, you've got um, all the um, chemical, biochemical, the trauma and aches and pains and residuals from old injuries. And you've got this idea of mental, emotional, and spiritual angst. You know, people going around with don't know why they're here and have no purpose. And that's stressful too. And guess what? Your physiological response in the body is exactly the same or really close, regardless of the type of stress. And so that's why stress reduction is a big part of our dress for health success system. And all individualized according to results that you're seeing on tests that you're running. Yes, there's the labs can be very, very helpful, but we don't treat the paper. It's really important to make the distinction. Um, that's not our focus. It's going to be how you are, how you um, are your uh, complaints going away and improving. So the idea of clinically correlating the lab test with a person is critical. I'll just tell you real quickly, I spent 10 years as a clinical advisor for a laboratory. Just part-time, I used to really enjoy it, meeting doctors and helping them learn to run these, these quote-unquote alternative labs or functional labs now. And so they would uh, show up for an appointment and I'd have their test result from the lab and they'd say, okay, what do I do? I'd say, well, well, wait a minute, who is this person? Well, I don't have their file in front of me. Just tell me what to do. I'd say, well, I, I can't legitimately uh, help you if you don't, can't tell me something about whose test results are these. That's so huge. And, and, and that's why I use the term, um, some physicians are just treating the paper. You can go in for a complaint. Doctor could say, sounds like something, let's say thyroid. Run the test. Yep, pat myself on the back. Get your thyroid, your hypothyroid. Here's your medication. And subsequent visits are going to be a lot more centered around, are the numbers changing? Then are you feeling better and getting better? Of course, your symptoms will abate. Doctors care. They want to know you're feeling better. But their main focus, because that's how their system works, is around the numbers versus, and by the way, what else is going on with you besides these uh, low thyroid symptoms? I don't have to name what those are for most people. Mm -hmm. But the, um, you know, what about your other complaints? Oh, well, that's not my specialty, a physician might say. Um, for that, you got to go see the other guy. <laughs> well, you know, there, there is a real journey between uh, symptoms and a diagnosis of an illness. And here is where I find that labs mm. offer a very big piece to the health space. Your numbers can be normal, uh, within normal range, for instance. But if you look at the same tests, over a period of two or three years. And these numbers are trending, even though they're in the range, they're mm -hmm. trending in a, a, a way that's not going towards a health, a healthy, say blood sugar, oh, yeah. for instance, yeah. if your blood sugar is trending. Uh, if inflammation numbers are trending, if cholesterol is trending, still in the norm, mm -hmm. fine. Um, but that's a moment in time. But when you can Take these tests and, you know, you know, put them side by side. You have a very good indication if things are trending in a good direction or not in a good direction or staying where they should be. And I think this is very beneficial when it comes to preventing illness. 
And that's where I think oh, you these diagnostic smart. tests are, are a beautiful piece in the healthcare space. Yes. Uh, you know, we call them functional labs. Um, uh, the diagnostic. Yeah, I keep saying diagnostic, kind of yes. So, so um, you're absolutely right because these numbers, they're changing in, the, let's say, the wrong direction. Some things you want to keep steady, you don't want them going down. Other things you want to keep steady, you don't want them going up. But either way, there, there are trends that we recognize, and yet they haven't reached a threshold of diagnosis where they've mm-hmm. qualified enough for that medical diagnosis. They're considered subclinical. So the term is subclinical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these levels could be almost there. You even hear a physician saying, well, it's getting bad, but it's, it's not bad enough to medicate you right. yet. Come back. Yep. In a month or two months or a year, depending on the marker, and um, we'll give you medication. Well, here is the oh, resting boy. place of prevention, right in this space. Yeah. Something to look forward to, you know. Oh, I'll come back in a year, and then you can write me a prescription. And 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 this is, you know, again, everybody understand that there's so much that can be done. Uh, on a preventative basis. And this is where I find that certain functional tests can be very, very beneficial. Um, and geez, I'm looking at the time. We're pushing toward the end again. Always these interesting conversations go by so quickly. Um, Reed, if people want mm-hmm. to find out more about functional diagnostic testing, about what you do for clinicians, uh, where can they find you? You know, the, the, the URL I gave out a while ago, functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com slash health hub is a good one. It's mostly for practitioners. If you're looking for a practitioner, uh, people that want to become a practitioner, but it's very easy to make contact through there. We have a chat. We have people standing by to talk with uh, who will point you in the right direction. And so that's a pretty good place to go. Now, do you have, um, if, if someone was coming to you, looking to get some testing done, do you pair up uh, clinicians with people? We do. Well, we have an in-house program that people use to access the labs and the the information and get the coaching that they need. Again, we're not going to provide you with a medical diagnosis. Uh This is for a non-medical analysis or assessment of healing opportunities so that you can be more in control. And we're not going to recommend any drugs or surgery. If you want those or if you need those, we're going to see that too and refer you to your physician. And so uh, it's really something that uh, I love to say puts the power back in the hands of the people. Remember, it all started, I was riding my motorcycle with the wind blowing through where my hair is supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) This is radio, a full head of hair. (laughs) Yeah, full head. So anyway, and, and I'm thinking, I just love this, you know, freedom, health. And the people back at the office were just frustrated going around in circles uh, from one practitioner to the next, never really finding what they're looking for. And I said, I'm going to be the last person. As naive as that sounded 22 years ago, we we fell in, you know, we discovered some things over 10 years running thousands of labs. And now I teach that. So that's what that website that's is about. That's where you're home about. Is. Yeah. Okay. And, and by the way, I started teaching because because I knew I could help more people. I, I could only see so many at my office in, mm-hmm. in San Diego area um, if I would teach others. And now, guess what? We're in 50 countries. Yeah, and I was just going to bring up the point. So, you know, we are, our listening 
basis. We have a, a big group in Canada. This is still accessible to you. Uh, there is mm-hmm. a cost. There is a cost for these tests. These are, you know, in Canada, they're outside of the, out of our medical system. So there is a mm-hmm. cost to them. Don't, don't let that uh, piece be, um, you know, out of the picture. There is it's a cost. It's an investment. It, yeah, it is an, an investment. investment, but these are accessible to you. So, um, one way, shape, or form, you can get the test that you need. Reed, thank you so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. It really was. Well, thanks so much. I really enjoyed speaking with you. You have a very good outlet, and I'm sure you're helping a lot of people, Kathy, so keep up the great work. Thank you, Reed. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Hosted by Kathy Biasi here on Radio Maria Canada.